0: In the previous episode, you heard Alexander exert his throat chakra, bringing you all the numerological descriptions behind the 52-card deck utilized by the Destiny card system. But now we will explain what a Destiny card report is and how useful it can be to your day-to-day life adventures. Alexander and I also will share some of our life stories about past events and how the Destiny card reports enlightened us of the energies surrounding those experiences. So let's drop the destiny car knowledge and journey. Eyes wise, with Aaron and Alexander, uncovering
1: our authentic self
0: through self-awareness, conscious communication, and emotional responsibility. Welcome back to our Destiny Card uh, System special. This is a continuation of the previous episode in which Alexander talked for a very long time uh, yeah. <laughs> on all the the different. Uh, numerological properties of the destiny card system and um, birth cards and planetary ruling cards. So in this episode, we wanted to touch upon what you actually get when you purchase a destiny card report from Alexander. So there actually are several different types of reports you could possibly purchase One is the yearly report, which starts from your birth date until your following birth date. So it's not a January to December type of thing. It's actually from your birth date to your next birth date. And there's also a relationship type of report, which can also be your personal romantic relationships, or even a professional relationship. So I think what we want to do is dive into the yearly report since that is the most popular type of report and the one that I utilize in my life and has helped me out a lot. So let's dive into that, Alexander. So the yearly report starts on your birthday and is actually broken down into seven 52-day cycles.
1: Yeah, so, you know, the way I'd like to introduce this is just kind of having a picture of... When you're born, there being an energetic stamp that you're given. And depending on the positioning of the planets, as they shift, uh, they're going to affect you differently than somebody that was born the day before or six months earlier. And so this is where we get into more of the individualization of how each individual's experience of each day is literally different uh, due to these influences. And so uh, this has really helped me to uh, deepen my level of compassion for people to realize that different people have different struggles that they and obstacles that they have to overcome that I'm not weighted with. And so that constantly helps me to stay in compassion. And then I have struggles that I have to deal with that others uh, very rarely have to deal with at all. So this is the give and take that we have and why approaching people with compassion is such a good practice um, to help us to uh, to understand that we are all very different and having different experiences simultaneously. So in these like yearly reports, you get actually a what's called a uh, birth spread and a planetary ruling spread. For some people, in the beginning, it can be confusing because it's kind of like you're reading two different reports. But this is where you have to be honest with yourself and why I also like this system that it's limited to what somebody can put into your head because you have to kind of make the decisions of where you're really at. And most people are at some kind of like bridge between the planetary ruling card and the birth card. And if that happens to be the same uh, for, like, all Leos or people born at the beginning of August, end of July, their planetary ruling and birth cards are the same. So that just means you have a double whammy of that. Uh, With me, once again, mine was the Ten of Clubs, the Master of Knowledge, and then the uh, Loving Mother, the Queen of Hearts. And so I worked for 10 years to build my intellect, my knowledge, my understanding of many different systems and philosophies. And and then I saw that my, my birth card was truly to learn to come from my heart completely. And so then I stopped studying and didn't read any books for over 10 years and worked on my compassion and being of service. And that was actually when I entered into 11 years ago stepping out to be a service for people so after spending 10 years learning intellectually then i spent over 10 years uh learning just interactively so to say and that was my journey but they were two very very different journeys that now uh with two to over 22 years experience now i utilize both sides of those to, uh, you know, just help give a direction for people that are are looking for their path, not a path. And that's why JUST is the acronym, once again, Journeys Unite Seeking Transformation. And so this is the JUST philosophy, and it is a frequency-based view of life and how we all operate uh, through these frequencies. So with a yearly report um, on both of these spreads, you get a long range card, which is basically your influence throughout the whole year. And so you can kind of look at that as like a stepbrother or sister that you're babysitting for a year. It's just going to be with you steadily um, throughout the whole year. And then the next you have a Pluto card, which is like your work. Um, That could be a spiritual work. It could be a physical work. It could be a possible job change. It could be a relationship change. But it's kind of like your challenge for the year. And then you get a result card, which is actually kind of what you get if you do this work. And so I meet many people and they say, you know, I don't even know where to start. And this is a very good tool to see where to start right now, right now in the present. And that does change yearly. So after the result card, you have an environment card, which is basically uh, the tools that you brought into this year to help you throughout the year. And then a displacement card, which is connected to what you need to give away um, throughout that year. Then the bottom part of the report is the uh, seven planetary influences that start with uh, Mercury. So see, understand everybody is not going through the same type of influence simultaneously, Because somebody that's born three months earlier isn't going to be going through Mercury. They're going to be going through their uh, Venus period. So all of these periods start on your birthday, and everyone starts in the same order and starts with Mercury, which is the planet of communication. And then 52 days later, it shifts into uh, Venus, and Venus is what rules our affections or our relationships, then it shifts into 52 days later into Mars. And Mars is about attraction and competition. So many times people that's under our Mars influence, we're extremely attracted to them, but they can anger us very quickly. So those, that kind of comes hand in hand. And then in the Jupiter period follows, and this is normally the, the blessing period. Uh, Jupiter is normally the financial giver, but the giver in general. And this is halfway through our year. And it kind of bounces from um, loosely bouncing from like a masculine feminine uh, shift every 52 days or a a a giving 52 day period then receiving because it starts off kind of masculine giving with the mercury and then receiving with the venus and then the masculine with mars again and competition attraction and then the feminine with the jupiter and the receiving and so that's a good way to watch how these cycles actually balance out our flow of life when we allow it and we live within these parameters So after the 52-day cycle of Jupiter, you move into uh, Saturn. And Saturn is the challenge, I call it, it's the time like we're walking through peanut butter because it's the teacher, it's the the burden. Anything that we feel burdened by gets amplified during our Saturn period. And anybody's card that falls under these periods, see, that gives you a... uh, into understanding the role that they're playing for you. So somebody's card, say your wife's card, falls under your Saturn period, then basically that means that during that 52 days or throughout the whole year, actually, but especially during that 52 days, she's going to seem like she is trying to be your father or something, trying to correct you, and that's what Saturn is about, so they can be a burden. Um, So that's kind of how that can play out. And then uh, 52 days after uh, Saturn, you shift into Uranus. And Uranus is all about um, unpredictability. And so if somebody falls under your Uranus uh, influence, then it means it's going to be extra hard for you to trust them. And it doesn't mean that they're doing anything that they shouldn't be doing. It just seems like they will always let you down by being late. There will always be traffic that holds them up. So once again, I utilize this that when I recognize that in somebody, I just take that with a grain of salt. And every time we set a specific time, I just go ahead and accept that more than likely they're going to be late. And see how this starts to help us to move with the energies similar to how a tree bends with the weather, but it stays rooted. And that's the way I kind of want to this to be envisioned is it's giving you information so that you're more flexible and more able to bend while still staying firm, uh, you know, in your intentions, and your direction. And then the last 52-day period is the Neptune period, and that's seeing things through rose-colored glasses. So during this period, we really uh, subconsciously see things the way we want to see them. And so this is one of the worst times to make any major decisions in your life. And many times people will end relationships or buy a new car or a new house or get married, make some kind of huge decision in this last 52-day period and then many times regret it as soon as their birthday comes and Mercury's logic uh, comes back in. So I just try to warn people to, you know, be very conscious of any decisions that you make during your Neptune period, because you're not typically seeing things clearly. And I think this is just beautiful the way that this shows that life is truly a dance, and that uh, you know when you, when we don't carry all of these preferences, life can be much more of a nice companion uh, rather than something that we're trying to direct all the time. So having an understanding of how your personality works, uh, what your soul really or spirit wants to develop into, and uh, then having um, a roadmap for that, so to say, uh, this helps you to understand all of your relationships on all the different levels, as uh, Aaron pointed out earlier, whether it be professional or other type of business or um, personal or social and uh, this covers a wide range of information so this coupled with the human design it actually gives you a roadmap to start where to start working on yourself how to and it gives the answers many of the answers uh, combined with the just philosophy with these two tools is an all-encompassing product That will help people understand themselves more deeply, carry compassion for others, how to optimally communicate uh, with others around them, and understand that I want to mention here that I really feel like in relationships, and I'm going to break down my wellness breakdown here again, that a physical or mental disease normally stems from a weakness in the energetic field or the aura. And that aura or energetic field gets weakened from suppression or over-exaggeration of emotions. And then these emotions get stimulated from failure to communicate in our relationships. So in my private practice, no matter what issue, what pain someone is holding... Uh, I come from a concept that that has a communication beginning, a communication breakdown beginning, and that's what I work with my clients to work to to find where that communication blockage was created, and it's been wreaking havoc ever since. So if you if you uh, release the origination or the beginning trauma, if you will, then it uh, stops it from being uh, a negative affecting, uh, process in your life. And this is the way that, uh, I suggest people to start breaking their bad habits. And these tools are wonderful tools, but they are just that we have to do the work ourselves. And, uh, you know, that remember that change and growth happens through friction. So this is why I suggest lean into the friction in life, but make that friction internal rather than external and uh, we can uh, grow together and experience um, amazing things.
0: So from my experience with uh, lo- starting to get into this system, learning it, and having my yearly report, I wanted to throw out a few tips for everybody. I think the, the best way to start getting into it is to actually, if you have the report, become a Monday morning quarterback. So for instance, if if you are in the middle of your birth year, and you look back at what the report said for the first half of your, of your year, think about what were the major events that happened in your life, and then look back at the report to see what kind of energies were surrounding you in what periods of your life. And you can kind of get a feel for what the reports uh, touch on and how the energies that they report will uh, be invoked in your life. And then also pay attention to, like, your yearly card, like Alexander was explaining, which is your overall theme for, for your birth year, and your Pluto card, which is your work for that year, and the result card. And these are all things that I noticed that I could definitely put uh, an occurrence or something in my life to those specific cards. So, for instance, a few examples... Uh, So the year Alexander and I decided to start a podcast, I had the writer's card. And I can't remember which card that is. It might be like an eight of... No, it's actually the three of clubs. Three of clubs. Okay. So I had the writer's card. So I knew I was going to be doing something in clubs, whether it be a hobby or just getting interested in something. And it was just funny how it all played out that way. And this year, everybody knows, I've kind of talked about in previous episodes about getting into Facebook groups and, uh, you know, kind of making friends, but um, interacting with all those personality types. I actually, in my Venus period of my 52-day cycle, I had uh, a person's card of somebody I met within these groups. And and we became uh, like mods together and had to kind of direct the group and all the group energies. And so her her birth card was in my spread in the Venus period. And so in the report, it gives like a description of, of what that type of card energy in that 52-day cycle means. And it talked about how I would uh, have a disappointment with some type of friend or group of friends. And that's exactly what ended up happening. Specifically with this certain person, we had a little bit of, I don't know if it was like Mars energy, but it kind of felt like that.
1: Yeah, competitive or frictional
0: yeah and and it was just funny how her card represented that, so I could think that's maybe a coincidence, but it was in my Venus, and it talked about friends and Venus's like relationships and things yeah. like that.
1: Yeah. and this is this is where people you can see them playing roles and and understand that in this role play, that you have the right to forgive them for playing that role and just get the lesson that they're there teaching. And so this is uh, part of the work and the basis of uh, this philosophy in how to utilize our relationships to help ourselves
0: grow. And to put the cherry on top of the sundae, her card was also my Pluto card, which was my lesson for this year. And my result card was your card, the Queen of Hearts so I interpreted that as if I overcame and I, I kind of utilized this philosophy to manage the situation, the falling out with that specific person properly, you know, emotion with re- emotional responsibility, then the result would be like the loving mother or, or the energy of, I, <laughs> I guess I would say...
1: Uh, well, I would use the term uh, compassion. Uh, that's the ability to not take it offensively, work through what that is, see what it was connected to from the past, release that. And so that brings in the, the loving mother or the queen of hearts. Uh, my birth card is that, that compassionate one, the non judgmental one. And so, uh, so that's what I do in my private practices. People come and sit in front of me and many times they don't know what's wrong with them. And, But as we get to talking and uncovering things, uh, me looking at their chart and their human design, we're able to dissect it very quickly and help them to get clear. And that's what you were, uh, you know, you were willing to see them from a different angle because you were utilizing them to work on something in yourself rather than them attacking you. And that, to me, is the epitome of the Queen of Hearts card or that loving mother or compassionate one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I guess internally it felt like because I I feel like I managed that situation to the best of my ability and to the best that I knew how to within this philosophy, I felt like I leveled up in a way. Like, it was a big milestone in my life to, to, to have sort of, like, my first big conflict in my life that I knew about and, and you know what was conscious throughout the whole thing and able to manage that properly
1: so yeah responding as we discussed rather than reacting mm-hmm. and and for uh you know certain types uh be it the human designing cards you know the reaction sometimes is just to uh, leave or just to cut the connection and never explain never ask and uh so this once again this can help us to understand why people do, you know, uh, what they do. And that's why the name of our podcast is Wise Wise. We're just suggesting to every time you have an external why to turn that internal instead of saying, why does Jane treat me so bad Uh, when Jane treats you bad to look at it and say, where do I treat myself similar to this? And then uh, the proof has been that if you resolve that and stop treating yourself that way, then the external messenger stops coming to give you that message. And uh, this is gets into the, the philosophy and the energetic side of things and how I expand on these systems and utilize them within this whole complete philosophy, um, which is hopefully the a roadmap and, um, to answer all the questions that most people would have about almost any situation that comes up in life.
0: Yeah. So the report definitely helped me realize and be conscious that people are playing roles in my life because I was, I was going back and looking at it during that time. And I think I know in myself in the past, I have read the report and then forgot about it for like three or four months, I come back to it and be like, oh, I yeah. I, could have, I could have, you know, been warned about these types of energies and handle it better. So I, I would say another tip would be possibly putting it on your fridge. And there's even a little mantra in there for each set, for each card. Or an affirmation. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and so it's something to um, reaffirm yourself of the energies that are coming in. And so I think reading that maybe, I mean, definitely on a daily basis would be um, very optimal for helping you realize the energies that are coming into your life and utilizing the report to uh, the best of its ability.
1: Yeah. And I think that, you know, this helps with many people ask about intention and we've covered it in some previous podcasts, but you know, what I like to suggest as a type of sin is anything that knocks you off your path or anything that takes you away from um your intention. So, you know, not to see that word so harshly as something as bad as killing um and not taking it into that extreme, but more subtle. And in this language in this world, that's what we're doing is we're making everything more subtle. We're seeing everything at a subtle level so that it doesn't have to build the energy to be in the physical and to be something much more devastating. So the earlier you catch the vibration and change it, you know, the less ripples it's going to to send out. So, yes, accepting that people do play roles in our lives, and uh, this helped me to understand why Jesus and uh, Buddha and many different teachers, Gandhi, Yogananda, many different types of teachers, you know, taught this compassion and taught the, the turn the other cheek. And that's been hard for some people to accept. But this is the proof that on an energetic level, when you're able to do that, um, it shifts what you are receiving in the physical world. And once again, this is connected to physics and the way that energy works on a physical energetic platform is very similar of how it works on this internal um, energetic platform as well. So the vibration that we carry is you know so important and and so rather than just affecting change on yourself or the world you know part of the practice should be on uh holding a vibration and when you get in uh to experiencing something that's like happy or joyful to use that intention to really pay attention to, like for me, it's in my abdomen, but everybody carries it somewhere, this warm feeling that maybe they had as a kid. And, and that's what ignites in me when I'm around something joyful or or uh, happy or contentment. And so I pay close attention to that feeling. And anytime I get it, I just want to hold on to it for as long as I can and pay attention to anything that's going to take that away from me. So this changing your vibration is all about perseverance and being able to stand in the storm. And so I tell beautiful light workers or people that are here to be of service, they're normally very, very sensitive. And I think it's time to stand in your strength. And maybe this can help people to connect on that level to weather the storm, Um, because the people that are out there doing so-called negative things, they get charged by the storm. And it's time for people of the light or people that are here to be of service, however you want to put the verbiage to it, to realize that we have to stand in some of that friction to show the strength. This is why many times not saying anything or not doing anything is much more powerful than actually doing or saying, but just to stay and let your presence be known because darkness flees light. So it's not that you have to go throwing that light everywhere. You just have to hold that light wherever you are. And that's not a forceful act. Uh, That's a content act. That's a meditative act. That's an act of neutrality. And this is what all this uh, philosophy uh, connects to. So uh, both in this uh, episode and the episodes previous, um, this is the language that we get into. We enjoy sharing this with the world and this is what we're hopefully providing is a language to base uh, communication off of and to clear up a lot of this uh, misunderstanding that goes on in talking.
0: And I did want to bring up one last example and and tell people that if they do get a report and they see the ace of spades, not to be too worried. It is it is uh, sometimes referenced as the death card uh, or, you know, it could be likened to the death card in tarot, which is basically about new beginnings, Right.
1: Yeah. Um, or endings
0: that can, yeah, endings and new beginnings. But
1: uh, transition is really a key word that I like to use. And so, yes, yeah, some of the language on it could say you may experience a death of a, a loved one or a part of you may be ready to move on. And so I've actually experienced uh, actual people dying in those times uh, when those cards come up that were close to me. And I've also seen it as just uh, times for me to let part of something of me to let go of. And, you know, the majority of the time it is around that. So the whole point of either one of these systems is, is if you are generating anything negative, any negative emotion from it, then it has been misinterpreted. And so that's a good default, that if you read something and it evokes fear, then you are misinterpreting it right away. Um, because we have to understand that, you know, even death is a transition that everybody's going to go through on this plane, and we really need to stop judging that as negative. And I say this after losing my mother, my father, a best friend that was like a brother, uh, my wife 11 years ago, uh, a nephew just a few months ago uh, at 35 years old. So I say all of that uh, having to prove that you can learn to embrace that transition. And so, um, so, yes, with any of the verbiage from any of this podcast or any of the systems, understand that if you have a negative reaction, then something's been misconstrued. And we're always welcome to uh, clear that up, uh, given the opportunity.
0: So I actually have the death card in my planetary ruling yearly. And whenever I have the death card or the ace of spades, I'm always like, oh, wh- what's the lesson? What's it going to be? What's it <laughs> going to be? And I'm always like trying to figure it out, is it this? Is it this? And I'm like kind of waiting for something big to happen in my life. And sometimes it goes through and and the the lesson isn't really clear. I mean, I feel like I'm always changing and transforming. And But this year, you know, if people know me, I think what it represented for me and sometimes the lesson is more personal it's not something sure. that somebody would be able to tell but was my transformation from being uh conspiracy minded into kind of letting that go and, and being at ease with the conspiracies of the world and focusing more on you know how is something helping me better my life or or improve my self-growth it's kind of it's kind of went from um, keeping my mind busy and entertained to, you know, how am I helping myself be the optimal me? Yeah,
1: and and think that's a great description of the Ace of Spades, which is your uh, long-range card. So that influence has been there all year, and to see that as a transformation and a major life-changing transformation, I mean, that's not... I've certainly seen the shift in you myself and I think other people have noticed it but more importantly I think you notice it and just a difference in those mindsets and we don't have to get into the details of it but it's a complete change in the direction of your thoughts in the in the direction of how you use, utilize your energy. And, uh, so that's a major, uh, death, if you will, of a certain time. And hopefully each death creates more compassion for people that are, uh, presently experiencing that. See, it's not about levels of going up. Uh, we can look at all these levels as side by side, but you're just changing lanes, so to say. And what that normally creates is just communication blockages, Uh, But if you handle those communications with compassion and remember how much you were really into it at one time and nobody could change your mind, uh, you know, we need to listen to this on many, many different levels, not just the conspiracy level or the self-help level. But whether that's about uh, sports teams or, or states or cities or whatever it is, high school teams. Whatever it is that we need to remember that that compassion and allowing people to celebrate whatever they're into uh, while I celebrate what I'm into and we're able to be uh, together and in celebration even if we're not pulling for the same thing, so to say. And I think that's what's going to build a different kind of energy. But to me, that is making love with the friction. It's it's accepting all of these differences. And on a previous episode, we discussed where Aaron and I, you know, watched a football game together and our two favorite teams were playing that were opposing. And uh, we had a different experience with that because of the way that we approached it. And I truly didn't carry a preference of... Uh, I got out of carrying preferences of winning and losing and just being able to enjoy each play and uh, each player as well. And so that changed just the way that I approach enjoying most everything. Um, But that was a good experience
0: that we had with that. And, you know, going through this transformation, I like to think back. Of How how did I get there? What happened in my life to get there? And I think back to the group thing that I just gave an example of where that was kind of a, a big deal for some people, some of the people, so the players that I met within that group um, is it was like a bunch of us all uh had the same mindset we're all of similar age and we all came together and our, like our emotions came in because we were happy to find each other and then once the honeymoon phase is over you start to realize people's personalities and stuff like that and, and it doesn't always mesh that way but but i think back to that and being in that group was so pivotal in me um in my transition from being a conspiracy minded to being where i am today and and I, I mean i know how i work and maybe it doesn't work the same way for other for some people but it's almost like i need to dive in deep and get kind of like my tongue bit or stung a little bit with how much energy i put in to realize that you know uh i need to back out and kind of go in a different direction because this isn't for me at right. least on this that, point
1: you know and this is just a good point to shine a you know a highlight or a flashlight on your profile of the human design and his profile numbers happen to be three five and that's a very restless profile and and one that wants new experiences so this is what we have uh you know watched together and developed together of yes how quickly you can be so into something so extremely uh that deep depths Um, but then you can kind of burn out on it really quickly. And the generator way, which is your type, is that more of a slow build. So this is a good example where this shows an inclination, but you now have proof looking back at how that the cost that that has. So sometimes see these uh, first inclinations that we go to do that we call our human nature or more organic uh, natures, Uh, they can be obstacles and very similar to children. We can learn to mold them to go, oh yeah, I'm about to get distracted and I'm going to go down this road and that's going to take me away from what I've already intended to grow. And so I'm going to choose not to, and I'm going to go, you know what? Thank you for sparking my interest to be creative again. Now I'm going to take that energy and I'm going to pour it into this project that I'm doing and that can save so much time, so much energy, and then you can still have a similar experience to where at some point, weeks down the road, you look back and go, yeah, see, I'd already be over that, that thing that I was running out there to chase, and fortunately, I've been involved in other three fives for extended long periods of time, and that's what allowed me the wisdom that I had to allow you to pull away for certain, um, times over our, our partnership here. And, uh, now that seems to have come full circle and, um, you seem to be focusing your energy much more focused and intently, uh, now. And I think that's all through, you know, through your growing and shifting and adjusting. And fortunately, uh, my role was to not push that uh, too fast because it's important for three fives, especially if they're manifesting generators in the human design to come to it themselves or manifestors. Um, so, um, so we were able to, I feel like, uh, work through all that pretty optimally and, I appreciate the, the roles that we've all played.
0: Okay. So now let's get serious with the people out there. How can they get their hands on one of these reports?
1: So, yeah, so uh, you can visit my website at vibrotune.com, V-I-B-R-O-T-U-N-E.com. And uh, we have a uh, place where you can order the different reports and look under the report tab and click on that, and it'll give you the different options uh, for these $25 reports. And uh, we can also send you a copy of your human design, and if you don't want a full report, we can do the human design and then a description of your birth card and planetary ruling card for, I think it's $11. Um, so if you don't want to invest a full 25, uh, feel free to to just um, get that. And, and then the human design chart won't have a lot of information on it. Uh, that's for a consultation, typically to clear a lot of that up. You can get a lot of information from the destiny card reports, either relationship compatibility reports that shows the top 10 influences that you have on uh, another person. And this really helps to clear up the obstacles in the relationship, the level of attraction, the roles that both parties play. And uh, then our most popular one is your yearly report, which breaks your year down into 52 day cycles and gives you a spread both of your planetary ruling card and your uh, birth card. And again, I'll reiterate that it's up to you when reading those reports, if they are different, for you to decide which you're really closer to operating out of your planetary ruling card or operating more out of your birth card. And that helps you to determine uh, which one may be coming to more fruition. So in conclusion, uh, this has been a nice two-part segment uh, to cover these destiny cards. I do look forward for people to expand their knowledge of this and help them understand themselves better and others better as well. Uh, Once again, this is focusing on a specific tool. Remember, everyone, tools are just tools, and uh, these work in conjunction with The philosophy, the just philosophy, and from the understanding that uh, we do come together in relationships to learn from each other. And there is always something to be learned if you are interested in uh, finding it. So uh, life is communicating with us many ways uh, all the time. And we just need to slow down enough and pick a language and uh, hear what's being said. So keep growing out there, people. Keep journeying. And uh, we'll see you on the next journey next time.
0: We appreciate your interest in self-growth, conscious communication, and continuing to ask the wise wise. And remember...
1: Gradual changes over long periods of time equals lasting results.
0: The information in this podcast has been developed over 20 years by Alexander in his observation of his personal life, private practice, and professional environments. This information is meant for educational purposes only and is not suggested as a replacement for traditional therapies or medications. As a matter of fact, we suggest to not believe any of this information, nor any of the information out there in the world. Remember, knowledge plus experience equals wisdom. Seek the wise. We are looking forward to continuing to provide this information through this platform. And if you are drawn to support us, you can do so by the following. Sharing is caring. Share the podcast with like-minded individuals. Emotional responsibility and energetic wisdom can save the world. If you are drawn to support us monetarily, you can do so by... Visiting our patron page, where you can make a monthly donation in exchange for exclusive Wise, Wise perks. You can do this by visiting wise-wise.com patron, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Next, you can head over to Alexander's website, where you can book private consultations in person, by phone, or on Skype. Find out more information on his live performances, class schedules, products, including birth chart analysis reports and music, and check out more information on his sound therapy tables. To do so, you can visit vibrotune.com. v-i-b-r-o-t-u-n-e.com. Finally, if you have been searching your entire life for consciously created apparel featuring the Wise Wise logo apparel, Alexander-themed clothing, or other alternative perspective designs, you can head over to Verity's Apparel, where you can find all that and more. That is veritiesapparel.com dot lcom We want to thank you for being part of this journey.